Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I have come across. It contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and I myself take it regularly. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more to find out more and to access a very special offer for listeners of my podcast. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 23 of the podcast with meditation teacher, international speaker, and author Light Watkins. In this clip, he describes the many amazing benefits of meditation and explains how we can all make meditation an enjoyable part of our daily lives. Meditation, it is a key habit for all the other things that we want to do. If you want to exercise every day, great. You know, meditation every day is going to make you actually want to exercise. If you want to eat better every day, fantastic. Meditation is not only going to make you crave higher quality foods, it's going to allow your body to metabolize and digest those nutrients and minerals a lot more efficiently, right? So all the things that we naturally just want to do lifestyle-wise in order to feel healthier, meditation, when you have less stress in the body, you have more rest, you have more happiness, you have more of a, a greater sense of inner fulfillment, it's going to make you want to do those things as opposed to craving um, foods that are bad for you or relationships that are not sustainable and, or, and, and which ultimately leads to the poor health and lifestyle illnesses and diseases that we suffer from as a society. It's the stress that's causing all those things. So when you reduce the stress, naturally things tend to get better. If you're very, very stressed and you're not sleeping well and you're always wired, you know, you're always going to probably be fighting that temptation to make poor food choices. Whereas if you have, you know, your, your stress levels are right down, you've got that outlet for stress every day because you've got this enjoyable, fun, transformative meditation practice that just allows you a lot more leeway in other areas. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's really key. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Meditation is a key habit. If you have that down, everything else is going to be a lot easier. What would you say to those people who say that meditation is not for them, uh, that they can get the similar benefits from going for a walk in the forest or going for a run, that being their meditation? And the second thing is then how do we start to enjoy meditation? So when people say meditation is not for me, uh, that's to me, in my, to, to, to me, that sounds like someone saying sleep is not for me. And the whole other thing about, you know, this is my meditation. That's my meditation. What they really mean is that these activities are meditative, right? In other words, when I'm doing these activities, I'm not really thinking a whole lot about the past. I'm not really thinking a whole lot about the future. I'm able to kind of be in the zone or in the moment. And, and I, and I like that. And, and that's the thing. We like that. We all yeah. naturally like that present moment awareness. It's not something that we have to convince ourselves that this is a good thing. We know it's a good thing. And that's what leads us to want to do those activities, you know, on a regular basis is because it's the one thing that allows us to be in the present moment. Now, the difference in those activities and an actual seated eyes closed meditation practice is that the meditation practice uniquely has a carryover effect. 
In other words, that present moment awareness can stabilize beyond the seated, eyes closed experience. So the more you do it, the more your body gets used to it. And what's been shown scientifically is that there is a day coming when you've been practicing it consistently enough. You'll come out of meditation one day and your body will still behave as though you're meditating. In other words, you'll maintain that deeper state of rest, that heightened level of awareness in your mind with your eyes open. But it won't last that long because you'll go to work or you get into an argument with your spouse or, you know, something will happen and it'll just fade away. But then you keep going and keep going and keep going. And then eventually it can stabilize through heavier demands and eventually through the bigger pressures. And then eventually it's just there all the time. And that's really where you start to get the gold from the experience, right? It's not, it's never about what's going on in the meditation. It's about what's happening once you open your eyes and how you're experiencing those other 23 hours and 20 minutes of the day. You know, something you just said there reminded me of, it was when, when my son was, I don't know, he was maybe a couple of years old, wasn't sleeping that well. And I'd get up early every morning um, and I'd go downstairs. And even if I was exhausted, I would sit there for five minutes sometimes, sometimes 10, but often it was just five minutes actually. And I tried to, you know, in inverted commas, meditate. Sometimes I felt as though all I was doing was going through my to-do list. Other days I felt that, yeah, I kind of felt pretty calm while I was doing that. But irrespective of that, I found that when I committed to make this a daily practice, within days to weeks, I had more energy in the day. I also noticed I was less reactive so if someone had cut me up on the road in the car, I just wasn't reacting as much. I wouldn't let things bother me as much just from that practice in the morning. Now, look, I'm not at all trying to say that that was a proper meditation practice or what you would, you would consider meditation. But I really resonate with what you said, which is even a small thing when it's done regularly, you, your body starts to you really start to reap those benefits. What I ultimately want for people is I want people to feel like meditation is this really amazing thing. If you learn how to succeed in meditation without trying, then you're going to end up getting your version of bliss, whatever that looks like. And it may not necessarily come in the meditation as quickly as you want it to, but you may have more enjoyable experiences outside of a meditation as a result of your daily commitment. And that could be more powerful for you. If you're a father and you're able to show up more presently for your family or for your job, you're able to do your job more efficiently so you can have more time with your family. Or if you're able to drive better or communicate more effectively, you know, those are the things that people really look at as markers for how well you are living your life. Not really how well you're meditating. Nobody cares about how well you meditate. It's what happens outside the meditation. Right. It's all about what happens outside of meditation. And I guess you're making the case, as I try and do with my patients, that by meditating, you actually are, you're creating more time. Exactly. You're investing in the experiences you're having outside of meditation. That's what you're doing when you sit down and close your eyes. You know, I, I have made deals with my patients before to do two minutes a day, but I said, you've got to do it every day. And we, we make a deal in the consultation room that they're going to say, okay, I commit. I say, how, how long do you spend brushing your teeth? Two minutes. Okay, fine. Look, so you've got two minutes a day, right? 
And why do you do that? Because I've always done it since I've been a kid. I said, yeah, that's your habit, right? What if we said, you've also got to do two minutes of meditation a day? And I found with some people, with many people who do that, two minutes suddenly becomes five minutes. Those five minutes suddenly becomes 10 minutes. And as they start to feel some of those benefits and they're doing it daily, that 10 becomes 15. It's not a daily habit because you have discipline. It becomes a daily habit because you... You so thoroughly enjoy the experience, either during or immediately after the experience, where you think to yourself, wow, this is amazing, and and my life is getting so much better as a result of it. Now, that's not to say you become a millionaire or you know things change all that dramatically, but your perception of these things will start to evolve and change and expand pretty significantly, and you may find that you're able to feel more abundant, you're able to feel happier, you're able to feel more grateful just because something inside of you is shifting. But in the practice itself, one of the things that I've been teaching thousands of people, and it's always very counterintuitive, is that your mind is not the enemy of the meditation. Almost everybody, without exception, treats their mind like the enemy of meditation. I need to somehow get beyond this burdensome mind so that I can enjoy the inner peace or stillness or whatever that I've read about or that I've heard is in there somewhere. And instead of looking at the mind as the enemy, we want to start to see the mind as our ally. And it's not about, you know, noticing this and focusing on that and being aware of this. It's not about that. That's not what I'm asking people to do because that requires mental activity, which keeps the mind pinned to the surface awareness. What I'm asking people to do is to treat every single thought that they have as legitimate. And when you can have that attitude about your mind, that this is all okay, and this means that I'm actually doing it not just acceptably, but I'm doing it perfectly. You having a thought about making, you know, shepherd's pie, you having a thought about how you may have to have dental surgery, whatever the thought is, rehearsing conversations, I'm falling asleep, all of these quote unquote normal thoughts are a part of the experience. Oh, this this is incredible light because so many people think that they are doing it wrong when they have what they consider to be a monkey mind. Right. And what I'm saying is that you need the monkey mind in order to do it correctly. You need to go through the monkey mind phase. That is very, very different from what I think a lot of people yeah. are familiar with. But I also think that's what makes your approach so fantastically unique and successful is that in some ways it's taking the pressure off people. It's, it's, it's lowering the bar to entry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying, hey, you know what? Those thoughts that are coming in and out, your to-do list, what you've got to do at work, you're saying that that is part of a good quality meditation. Absolutely. The mind just wants to be happy and it's looking for different thoughts in order to find that happiness I guess in some ways, when we are living these busy modern lives and we're go, 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 and we're constantly connected and we wake up and we look at our phones and we've just got incoming noise continuously from the minute we wake up, for many of us, to often to the, until the minute just before we drop off to sleep in our bed as well, we're still looking at emails and Facebook posts and Instagram and all this kind of stuff. I guess if you look at it, from a different perspective, it's completely unrealistic to go from that, which may have been going on for years and years, to suddenly sitting there for 10 minutes, and suddenly your mind's going to go into this beautiful, still state where nothing's there. 
in, in so many ways, when you think about it like that, it's completely unrealistic. If you're thinking a lot and you're sitting in meditation, you're doing it perfectly. You're not doing anything wrong. And if you have a, if you can shift your attitude around that, then you're going to find that that exponentially enhances your experiences. You'll be able to get to a still place a lot easier. Don't look for it to happen. Just allow that to happen as a side effect of you celebrating your mind. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Please do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the full conversation with my guest. And if you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my new bite-sized Friday email. It's called the Friday Five. And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across, and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel-good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday 5. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you have pressed subscribe and I'll be back next week with my long form conversation on Wednesday and the latest episode of Bite Science next Friday. Mm-hmm.